Welcome to Christian Faith Center. We're a church that meets in multiple locations. If you'd like to know more about our church, just head to our website, experiencecfc.com. Thanks for joining us. All right. Well, guys, it is so good to be with you today. And I love the first Sunday of the year. I'm a big firsts guy. And uh, any planners in the house? Okay. There's like the rest of you need to just take a little more coffee. It's all right. I, I understand. I'll be halfway through my sermon. Some of you will be waking up. Um, but I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I love to plan. And, and I, I have uh, maybe almost problematic level uh, intentionality heading out of a year and into a new year. And I, I go into planning mode about November. And I'm thinking about the future and the next year and, you know, trying to map out um, where we're going to be going and what we're going to be doing and our personal lives and ministry, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm a sucker for a new year. I know not everybody is, um, but I'm excited about this brand new year. And I know Pastor Amanda and I, we're just encouraged to stand here at a brand new year and look forward to what God is going to do with all of you uh, together. How many know we're stronger together? We, we really are. And as we look at last year, it's hard to find an area of our church that we did not see God do something significant. And every area of our church that we look at is stronger than maybe it's ever been in our history. And so as we looked out at next year, we thought, Lord, what is it that you're doing? What is it you're speaking to our church? And I really felt like something I could not shake was I felt like the Lord was speaking to me and saying this, I want to make you stronger. Which was interesting to me because I felt like we were, we were pretty strong. And yet I realized that what is strong can always be stronger. And what is not strong can find strength in God. And so I really want to encourage you as we start this brand new year with a brand new series. I want to encourage you. I really believe the, the mandate over our house next year or for this year is that God is going to make us stronger. He's going to make you stronger. I'm believing that over your families. I'm believing that over your marriages. I'm believing that over your children. I'm believing that over your finances. I'm believing that over your relationships. I'm believing that over your businesses. I'm believing that over every arena of your life, that what is strong in your life will be stronger. And what is weak in your life will be made strong in God. If you believe that, shout amen. And so we're excited to kick off this year, and I, I want to talk to you about a very important topic, but just before we do, I want to read Psalm 84-7 over you, which I believe is going to be a, an anthem scripture for us and for our church across all of our locations. Um, we are going to be praying and believing God that Psalm 84-7 would come to life over us. And the psalmist writes in Psalm 84, chapter 7, he says, they go from strength to strength each one appears before God in Zion. They go from strength to strength. And the scripture really gives us imagery of a pilgrimage, of, of the, the, Hebrew, the Jewish people making a pilgrimage to the temple of God. But it also speaks to people by faith 
seeking God and coming before God. And I just want you to know that God is a God that strengthens us in our journey. Those who seek God, he strengthens them in their journey toward him. You do not get weaker and weaker as you pursue God. You get stronger and stronger and stronger as you pursue God. And so as you set your heart to seek God in 2022, that is my prayer over you. That is what I'm believing God over us is that we are going to go from strength, come on, to strength. And every one of us is going to stand in the presence of God this year. If you believe that one, shout amen. Listen, 2021's over. 2022 is going to be stronger. And I want to encourage you because for a lot of us, the last couple of years have been tough years. Uh, For the last couple of years, uh, I know a lot of us have struggled more with our mental health, struggled more with anxiety, struggled more with relationships, struggled more in family, struggled more with political tension. Whatever your battle was, I just want to encourage you. The Bible says forget those former things. A brand new year is a great opportunity to let go of what you've been holding on to and to embrace the brand new that God has for you this year. If it was strong, let it go. God's got stronger for you. If it was fragile and futile, let it go. Stronger is coming. I'm believing that every campus, every city, we are getting stronger. I see the hand of the Lord resting upon our church, on our cities, on our families, making us stronger. I want to talk to you about vision today. Because I think as we head into a brand new year, it's so important that we get our vision right. Um, Friends, our vision is crucial for our future. You were handed a a card when you came in today. I want you to hold on to that because we're going to do something with those as we conclude our time together. But I want you to grab your Bibles and turn with me to Numbers chapter 13. And uh, this is quite a passage I'm going to work through, so... We're going to read the first three verses, and then we're going to skip down to verse 25, Numbers chapter 13, um, just for the sake of time. But I want you to get a picture of this moment, because I believe the Lord wants to speak to us through this today. So Numbers chapter 13, starting in verse 1. Numbers 13, verse 1, shout yes when you find it. All right. The Lord said to Moses... Send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land I am giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the twelve ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. I love that. And he sent out twelve men, all tribal leaders of Israel, from their camp in the wilderness of Paran. Now, I want you to skip with me to verse 25. We needed verses 1 and 3. I wanted you to see that the Lord had instructed Moses to send out 12 uh, uh, spies to survey this land. This was land that God had promised them. This was the promised land. Come on. This was the place God was giving them. God was taking them. And now here they are on the edge of a brand new opportunity. They're on the edge of what God has called them into. And God says, I want you to send out 12 representatives, one from every tribe of Israel. And they're going to bring back a report. Now in Numbers 13 verse 25, I want you to see this because we're going to pick up after they go into this land and they come back. The Bible says, after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses 
Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. And they reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. Now, I want you to catch this. He said, we entered the land you sent us to explore. And it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. They had brought back a cluster of grapes that was so big it took multiple men to carry it back. So they're bringing back the fruit of this land, which was supernaturally large in their eyes. But the people lit, now I want you to catch this, because they confirmed everything the Lord had promised them. He said, here's the kind of fruit it produces. Now listen, but, but the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and they're fortified. We even saw giants there. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev and the Hittites, Jebusites and Amorites and all the other termites. Come on, somebody. They live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the west coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But you can see they're spiraling. They're focused on all these enemies in the land. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. So Caleb, one of the 12, rises up and he says, let's go at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them, they said. Now I want you to catch this. They are stronger than we are. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. And all the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. Listen to this. And that's what they thought, too. I want you to pray with me. And let's ask the Lord to speak to us as we catch this first sermon of 2022. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come right now. Settle on each one of us. Open our hearts, Lord. Speak to us. Speak to us in the way that only you can. We ask that you give us so much more than just a sermon, but a word from God that would encourage and strengthen our lives. Lift up those that are here and those that are online. God, speak to us today. Help us to set the course for this year. Give us clear vision for what you want to do in our lives. Lead us. You are the good shepherd. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want to give you just a couple of thoughts today um, that I really do hope help set you uh, up for a great year. I think vision is so important. And I want you to write this down because I think there's two things that vision does that helps us begin a brand new year. Number one is this. Vision will give you stronger focus. Vision will give you stronger focus. You can write this down. I love this. It says, this was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore. It is indeed bountiful, flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful. Their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Jordan. I mean, Anak. Um, Sometimes I wonder if maybe I got an ancestor back there. I don't know. But focus is everything. It really is. Focus is everything. Have you ever noticed that two people can walk into the same space but see totally different things? 
You ever notice that? Wives, you ever notice that your husbands just don't seem to see the same things that you see? Anybody notice that? I, I, I think it's a, it's a little picture of, of a, a bigger concept. Because husbands and wives tend to have a different perspective. We're looking at the same thing, but we're not seeing the same thing. I can look at the same closet as my wife and not see what she sees. I can look for a long time. I'm embarrassed to tell you how long I have looked at some things. And you know what? This starts young. My son, just the other day, he runs in and he says, he says, Mom! A missing, I forget what it was, socks or his special bedtime socks. I think he's got these new cozy socks that he's wearing. And she said, they're on your floor. And he says, I need you to come look at it. I can't see them on my floor. <laughs> How many know that life is not what you look at, it's what you see? Two people can look at the same thing and see something totally different. You can look at the same situation and see two totally different things. You can look at the same year and see totally different things. It's not what you look at, it's what you see. Perspective determines your vision. You know, at least 10 of these spies gave away their perspective when they came back with this report. They said that we entered the land you sent us to explore. First of all, I think that's where they went wrong. They blamed this on Moses. They said, Moses, you sent us in to do this thing, so you know what? Here's what we found. They forgot that Moses was simply a messenger of God. Moses sent them there, but it was God that wanted them to go. So they minimized the moment that they were in. And if you don't realize that God is doing things in certain moments, your tendency will be to minimize the moments of your life that matter most. This was a key moment for the people of God. God had delivered them supernaturally out of Egypt. He had done signs and wonders. He had made good on his promise. He had promised to give them a land that was their own, flowing with milk and honey, supernaturally blessed with vineyards they did not plant and houses they did not build. There was an inheritance for them, a blessing that God was bringing them into. This was not a natural moment. This was a God moment, but they forgot to go into it with a God perspective. They said, Moses, you sent us in. We took a peek. Here's the report. But they minimized the moment. This was a God moment. It was a time for them to explore the good things that God had set them up to receive. And friends, this is exactly what this moment is for you. It's a God moment. Don't minimize the first Sunday of the year. You know, at least half of my friends always bring a guest speaker in on the first Sunday of the year. Because usually half their church is in McCall. Come on, somebody. But I don't like that. I like to set the tone with the first. Why? Because it's a God moment. It's nothing against if you got a different philosophy, but I like to set the tone. I recognize this is my opportunity. I'll never get the first Sunday back again. I'll never get the first moments of my day back again. I'll never get the first days of a year back again. This is my opportunity to look out at what God has given me and discern, God, what is it that you're calling me into? It's not a natural moment. The Lord is inviting you to look out over a new year that is full of good things, God-ordained things, blessings that he wants to bring in to your life. 
They did what God said, but friends, catch this, they didn't see what God said. It's not enough to go through the motions. How many know Christianity is not just religion? It's not just one plus one equals two. It's not just I go to church so God loves me. No, 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 no. We don't come here so that God loves us. We come here because we love God. We come here because God loves us. It's, this, is, this is not religion. This is relationship. This is, this is a, a, an opportunity for us to walk into a brand new year with God and explore what God has for us. They went through the motions, but they didn't recognize the opportunity and what God was bringing them into. They did what God said, but they didn't see what God said. Friends, what perspective will you have this year? Will you just go through the motions, or will you explore what God has for you? Because whether you've been following Jesus for a month or for 80 years, God has more for you. He's got good things planned for you. He's the giver of good things. He's a God that blesses his people. He's a God that's ordained stuff for you to walk in. Before you spent your first day on earth, God authored all the way through your last day. He's got blessings for you. He's got doors he wants to open for you. He's got doors he wants to close for you. He wants to lead you into something this year. They didn't see what God said. They said, we entered the land. And it was everything God said it was. But, but. Have you ever had someone give you a compliment and then they hit you with a but right in the middle of it? You ever had that? You know, I just really enjoyed, you know, being with you tonight, but chicken was a little dry. You know when the butt comes. It's after the butt what they really think comes out. Come on, somebody. Anytime there's a butt in the middle of the sentence, you can pretty much just tune out the first part because it's after the butt that is really at the core of their heart. They said, listen, it was flowing with milk and honey. Everything God said, yeah, listen, the grapes took Bill and Todd to carry it back. I mean, it's unbelievable. But, but there were giants there. But the walls were fortified. But the people were scary there. But, but. Listen, was God wrong about what he had promised them? No. The land was everything God had promised it would be. The land was rich. The land was full of milk and honey. The land had everything God said it would. He said, I'm going to give you cities and houses you didn't build. Everything they were looking at was the promise that God had told them about. It was everything God had said it was. I want to pause here really quick because I think it's so important to recognize that we do not have to fact check God. I ran into a very interesting thing over the last year. If you're into the social media world at all, you'd know that last year, actually the last couple of years, our social media overlords decided that they would really guard what was posted. And you, you got this fact check screen. As a matter of fact, I, I screenshotted one of these. I don't know if you saw one of these. Basically, if you said anything about church or the Lord or a vaccine or any kind of political post, they would just slap one of these bad boys over it that was like false information. 
Independent fact checkers. Now, I don't know where they're independent. Actually, I think they should fire their independent fact checkers because what they were saying was false information was what they started telling us last week. So I don't know. You know, anyway, I just, I just think we should probably just stay off the news at this point. But I think this was a big part of last year. False information. Come on. Fake news. Bad info. Censoring the whatever. Some of our posts got censored. I mean, you couldn't say anything. You couldn't encourage people. I mean, it's just like, fact check, fact check. I was waiting for him. I was waiting to post something about Jesus rising from the dead. They're like, fact check. <laughs> you know, like. But, but listen, I just want to encourage you. You don't have to proofread the promises of God. You don't have to fact check God. If God said it, it's true. If God promised you, it's going to be like he promised. If God spoke it, it's what he said it would be. You don't have to question whether God's promises are true or not. You don't have to question whether God's promises are for you or not. If God spoke the promise, it's yours to receive. If you believe it, shout amen. He doesn't need to be fact-checked, which I actually feel was part of the hearts of these spies that they sent out. I feel like they had to fact-check God. You know, it actually was what God said. And you know what? Can we give all of ourselves a little bit of a break? How many of us have, have, have tried to test and, and, and proofread God's promises before? We've tried to fact check. But every single time, how many know God comes through? Hindsight, you always see the goodness of God. You always see that what God said was true. There's a saying, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But can I give you a little caveat? Because... Even though that what God said was true, he left out parts of what they found. Everything they found was everything God said, but there were also some problems in the land too. And God failed to mention the problems that they would encounter in the land. Now, I found that God does this. Has anyone ever noticed this about the Lord? That it's always what he says it will be, but there's always a little more than he tells you. Come on, somebody. Any honest people in the house? God's made you promises, and he's made good on those promises, but those promises have also come with a few problems. Can I get an amen? And I've realized that if God were to tell us everything that we would encounter, we would never go after the promises of God to begin with. If God told you everything you'd have to go through, you'd probably never go after it. Now listen, God's not trying to be sneaky. Here's what I've honestly come to the conclusion of. God's not trying to be sneaky. God is just not in the business of giving out information that's not pertinent. None of the problems they encountered in that land had any bearing on whether or not they could take that land. And so God did not waste their time with information that was not pertinent to the promises of God. And I want you to know, not a single obstacle that you will encounter next year has any bearing on whether or not you can have what God promised you you can have. Nothing in front of you can keep you from what God has for you. The fortified walls, that was not pertinent information. 
The giants, that was not pertinent information. Did God know there were walls? Absolutely. Did God knew there were giants? Absolutely he knew there were giants. It just didn't, it didn't make any difference. It didn't matter if there were giants. God was still going to give them the land. It didn't matter if there were walls. God was still going to give them those cities. It didn't matter how fortified their armies were and how strong their people were and how armed their people were. God was going to do exactly what he said he was going to do and there was no giant, no army no wall, no battle. Nothing was going to stand against his people because God promised it and God comes through on his promises. And so God is not in the business of giving us all of the information. Listen, no problem that pops up this year is going to keep you from having what God has for your life. If God said you can have it, you can have it. If God says it's going to be yours, it's going to be yours. If it's in the scripture, you can stand on it and believe God for it. If he whispered it to you in your private time, shout it from the rooftops in faith until you see it materialize in your life. This isn't a time to back up. This is a time to step forward in faith, into everything God has for us. The devil would love for us to back up and say, well, I don't know, you know, COVID was over and now Delta showed up and now it's ugly cousin Omicron is here and next week it'll be Megatron and, you know, I'm sure another one will pop up right around Easter time as well. There'll be that one. I don't know what that, that'll be a Decepticon and, you know, the next one and this one and that. And the devil would love for us to just fold up our lives and go hide in our closets until 2028. All the while, people are still dying in their sin without Jesus. All the while, people are desperately looking for God. I believe now is the time and this is the hour to boldly believe God that greater is in front of us than behind us, that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world, that God's got a plan forward and that nothing in 2022 is going to keep you from what God has for you. If you believe that, you better shout amen. God has got a plan for your life. God has got a plan for our city. God has got a plan for our church. And the plans of God will prevail despite any giant and any wall. I'm not trying to minimize. Many of us have gone through stuff. I'm not trying to say that this is all a facade. I'm just trying to tell you that the church has prevailed through every major obstacle that has ever hit planet Earth. And his plan will prevail today. His plan will prevail. The church doesn't need to shrink back. The church needs to move forward. The people of God don't need to shrink back. The people of God need to move forward. There's no wall that can keep you, no giant that can defeat you. But here's a key for you to remember. Promises and problems are a package deal. They're a package deal. Problems and promises always go hand in hand. You're never going to have a great promise without some great problems. Let me just encourage you with that one today. (laughs) There's always problems with promises. Let me, let me say it this way. There will always be both in the land that God is giving you. There will always be both in the land that God is giving you. And this is why vision is vital. Let me bring it back to, to vision. This is why vision is vital. Because vision gives you focus. And I feel like today we need focus more than ever before because there are so many things fighting to distract us today, it is unbelievable. 
Again, I could go into news and media and fear and this and that and all these different things. And many of us are struggling with issues in our family. Maybe you're struggling with your health. Maybe you're battling anxiety. Maybe you're battling mental health. Maybe, maybe you're dealing. Listen, there's so many distractions today. But vision will keep you honed in on what God has for your life. And if you, if you do not have a vision, then my fear is that we will all develop ADD vision. And I'm not knocking on anyone with ADD. I'm probably more ADD than all of you put together. Come on, somebody. But I'm telling you, you can't let ADD invade your vision. You can't have attention deficit disorder in your vision. And this is what a lot of us, listen, we're serving God and believing God one moment, then squirrel. We got an issue going on over here. We're believing God, believing God, believing God, and then pff, another variant. Believing God, believing God, believing God, and then pff, another political issue. Believing God, believing God, believing God, pff, another boyfriend, another girlfriend, another financial issue, another this, another that. And all the while we're serving God, then we're not. Serving God, and then we're not. Believing God, and then we're not. Trusting God, and then we're not. And we're ADD all year, and we wonder why we don't see everything God has for our life come to pass. No, what vision does is it gives us a target that brings us back. See, God vision will always supersede the distractions of this world. God vision will always supersede the things that try to pull us away from what God has. When you have a God vision, it's bigger than the distractions in your life. When you have a God vision, it's bigger than what's going on on the news. When you have a God vision, it's bigger than what's going on with your family or your friends. It keeps you focused back on the bullseye. See, a God vision will help you overcome ADD vision. I, I, I wrote something that's kind of corny, but it helped me to kind of think through this week. I, I thought, man, a compelling God vision will turn our ADD vision into GPP vision. It's a God promise perspective. I don't want to have an attention deficit disorder with my vision with God. I want to have a perspective that is focused on God's vision for my life continually. I want to trade in ADD, come on, for GPP this year. I want a God promise perspective. I want my life to be trained on the things God has for me. I don't want to get sidetracked on giants when God's got cities for me to conquer. I don't want to be sidetracked on walls when God has people he wants to bring into the kingdom of God. I don't want to be focused on the problems when God's got promises for us, can I get an amen? If God said it, it's true. See, my vision will keep me focused. God said it was good. God said it had milk and honey. God said it was their inheritance, but they saw. But, 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 it's distraction. See, it doesn't matter what you saw if God said it. But to them, it didn't matter what God said if they saw. Oh, don't miss that. See, too many people, it doesn't matter what God said, because what I see out here doesn't, doesn't match. Well, I know God said, but have you, I know God said, but did you watch the news? I, I know God said, but did you see the new school board meeting? Did you, I know God said, but did you see the new CDC thing? They just changed their mind again for the 78th time this month. I know God said, but did you, I, I know that God said, but did you see the, I'm just telling you, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to be ultra-political. I'm not trying to intentionally poke the bear today. I'm just saying I've watched things change every single week, and I've watched the people of God for two years now, not having a focus, not having a vision. I'm telling you, if God spoke it, it doesn't matter what you saw. If God said it, baby, you can take it to the bank. 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. It doesn't matter what you saw. If God said it, friends, you can cash that check. He's going to do it in your life. He's going to make it happen for you. Believe God. If we don't, then the problems will draw our focus more than the promises. You know, I've heard that less than 5% of people set goals. Less than 5% of people set goals. To me, that looks like less than 5% of people live with true aim and intentionality in their life. But see, I think every Jesus follower should set goals. Not a resolution. Everybody knows you'll be eating cheesecake again by the 10th. All right? Not a resolution, a goal. I think every follower of Jesus should set goals. Goals help you believe God for more. Goals help you keep going in the right direction. Goals should align with your vision. Friends, set goals that are in alignment with the vision of God for your life. A lot of us create division in our own lives by setting goals that are contrary to the vision of God for us. Bring alignment to your own life. The Bible says a double-minded person is unstable in all of his ways. Sometimes we do it to ourselves. We do it to ourselves. Our vision is to save money this year, but our goal is to buy a new Mercedes. How many know that's division? You're going this way and that way at the same time. It doesn't work that way. Some of you, your vision, I'm just going to work on me this year, but your goal is to have a boyfriend by the 31st. Like, come on, how are you going to work on you while you're working on him? I'm just saying, we, we got to bring unity. I want to encourage you, have goals. Write them down. There's power in writing your vision down. Write your goals down. Make them plain. Write your things you want to see God do. What's in your heart to do this year? I've got goals I want to accomplish. I've got things I'm believing God for. And I want to make sure that the vision for my life and the goals that I'm setting are in alignment so that I'm chasing the vision of God with the goals that I am setting. Start with the God vision. Then focus the vision into goals. Write them down. Make it plain. It should be that as you accomplish the goals for your year, you're accomplishing God's vision vision for your life. Come on, somebody. I want to encourage you to do that. Don't let this week go by without writing some goals. You could set one big goal. You could have 10 goals broken down into four different categories of your life, but have something you're shooting at and make sure that it's in alignment for where you're going. Number two, I want you to write this down. Vision, it not only gives you greater focus, but vision gives you stronger confidence. Vision gives you stronger confidence. You know, Caleb, he tried to quiet the people that stood before Moses, and he he said, let's go right now. Let's go right now and take the land. Caleb saw the tide was turning. He saw that the people's faith was weakening. He saw that people had stopped. They had believed man's report over God's report. And he tried to turn the tide by rallying the troops. And he said, we can do it. We can conquer this land. But the other men who had explored the land, they disagreed with him. They said, we can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. And so they spread this report throughout the land. They spread this report throughout the land. There were 12 spies that went out. Ten said it was impossible. Two said it was possible. Who do you think was right? Both of them. 
Both were right. Because if that's what you think, it's probably your reality. I want to I revisit this thought that life isn't just what you look at, it's how you see. If you think it's impossible, it probably is for you. But if you'll believe God, then you'll see miracles happen in your life. See, what is possible this year will largely be determined by your faith level and your vision. Many people stay stuck because that is their declaration over their own life. Well, I'll always be this way. I'm always going to be an addict. I'm always going to struggle in this area of my life. I'm always going to be broken here. I'm always going to be broke. I'm always going to be broken. I'm always going to be, this is just how we are. This is how my family is. This is how it's in my genes. It's in my whatever. You know, the moment you were born again, you got a new bloodline. Come on, somebody. The blood of Jesus washed away all that old mess. Now you share an ancestry with the greatest victor the world has ever known. You're a child of Almighty God. Nothing is impossible for you if God is for you. It doesn't matter what your daddy struggled with, what your mama struggled. It doesn't matter how big the obstacles are in your way. Jesus said if you have faith, you'll see mountains move out of your way. You'll see valleys form in front of you. You'll see your enemies flee on one side and the other. you got to choose who you're going to believe. You you going to trust God or are you going to trust people? I know people might have told you that you weren't going to make it out, but if God spoke it over you, then you can come out of it. And when the opportunity came for these people to step into God's promises, 10 of them waffled and two of them were ready to go. And I wanted to talk about this for just a second because in this passage, there were more naysayers than foretellers. Only two of these people were foretellers. Only two of them said, we can do it. God said it. I see us conquering the land. I see a victory. And 10 of them were naysayers. And I want, to, I want to talk to you for just a second because I think a lot of us feel like when we decide to believe God that everybody's going to get behind us. Right. That's not always the case. The more you believe God, sometimes the smaller your circle gets. The more you believe God, sometimes the less people rally around you. There's always more naysayers than foretellers. That's been, the tr- that's been true throughout all of history. That's true throughout all of the scripture. There's always more naysayers than foretellers. This is why the Bible encourages us. If God is for you, then friends, who can stand against you? And I just want to encourage you. Maybe you're here today and no one in your family is supporting you. Maybe you're here today and you've made a decision to serve God. Maybe you're here today and you made a decision to be present in the church every time the doors are open or you've decided to honor God in an area of your life or believe God for something more. And maybe your own spouse didn't even get behind you or your own family didn't get behind you. I want you to know that's not abnormal. That's normal. But I also want to encourage you, no matter what happens, decide to serve God anyway. No matter who stands with you, decide to trust God anyway. No matter who cheers you on, decide to break generational sin in your life anyway. Decide to change your life anyway. Decide to serve God anyway. And and it'll give you confidence for your life. God vision will give you confidence for your life. You'll start saying crazy stuff like, if God's for me, who can be against me? When I decided to serve God, everyone thought I was crazy. Nobody cheered me on. I lost friends. I didn't gain them. Took me a year to build new friends. Some of you need to rebuild your life, and that's okay. But there will be more that fall away than join you at first. You know, at first, at first they doubt you. Then they criticize you. 
And then they join you. <laughs> Serve God anyway. Put God first anyway. Decide to honor the Lord anyway. Decide to give God your best anyway. It doesn't matter if they're for you or against. Listen, God is for you. God is not against you. Serve God. Go after a vision for your life. Catching a real God vision will unlock confidence in you that will propel you in a way nothing else can. And perhaps the reason that you've looked at the future with so much fear is because you have not yet allowed the Lord to shape the future that you see. Listen, our families need us to have a God-shaped future. Christians, America needs us to have a God-shaped vision for our future. Only God could have said to people in captivity, I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Only God could have said to a bunch of former slaves wandering around in the desert, I'm going to give you the richest and most fortified land in the region. And yet he did. Only God could have said something so crazy to a group so ragtag. Come on, somebody. And yet he did. And those who received what God said, it gave them confidence to face the future. You know, Corey Tenboom, very famous Holocaust prisoner and survivor, she said, and I've used this quote before, but I, I could not use it today. She said, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. See, it's time to allow God to shape our future. It's time to allow what God has said to shape what we see. It's time to believe and, and, and be, be people of God, full of faith and full of light. As people in our world lose hope, what will be attractive about Christians is that we can look to the future regardless of what happens and see a God-ordained future. We can see hope when others cannot. We can see success when others cannot. We can see good when others only see bad. We can see light when other people only see darkness. People aren't looking for people as blind as they are. They're looking for people that can see something they can't see. They're looking for people that have something that, that they don't have. They're looking for people that have a strength they haven't found yet. And we know that our strength doesn't come from us. It doesn't come from positive confession. It comes from Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and from His Holy Spirit that lives in us. We've got to choose to see the future the way that God is speaking the future to us. I love Hebrews 10, 35 and 36. The writer of Hebrews encourages us. He says, therefore, don't throw away your confidence, which has such great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that when you've done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. Don't throw away your confidence. Friends, God vision will give you God confidence. And I'm praying that the people of God would get our confidence back. Come on, somebody. If you lost your confidence last year, I'm praying you get it back. If you lost confidence in an area of your life, I'm praying you get it back this year. Don't throw away your confidence in God. Don't throw it away. It'll help you endure. It'll help you to get the promises of God into your life. Don't throw it away. I have found, more often than not, confidence is a choice more than a feeling. It's a choice more than a feeling. I'll, I'll end with this. Was reading the story of uh, of Herman Cortez in 1519, and um, he was the conquistador that conquered the Aztec people. They were incredibly; it was an incredibly barbaric group. And he was from Cuba originally. He was sent on a mission to explore Mexico, 
And while he was there, he encountered the Aztecs and he caught this vision to overthrow the Aztec people in Mexico. And his sending nation, really, which is modern day Cuba, um, didn't really get behind him, but he assembled a little army. He had 600 people and 11 ships. And he gets over to the Aztecs and they were fairly barbaric people, very established, um, lots of warriors, not afraid to shed blood. They had little to no armor and they were up against powerful people. And when his 600 men and 11 boats hit the shores, he knew right away as they explored the land that his guys were gonna mutiny on him and turn back. And so it was in that moment where he had to make a decision. I'm either gonna, I'm gonna lose this battle right here, right now, or we're gonna do something drastic. And this is where Herman Cortez penned what is now a very famous line. There's three words that really changed the course of history and actually shaped what we know today as modern day Mexico. And he had three words that he used, burn the ships. We were either gonna go back where we came from or we were gonna go forward no matter what because he realized if there was an option, my men were gonna choose that. And as I was praying about today, I just felt like after the couple of years we've been through, a lot of us are gun shy to believe God. A lot of us are gun shy to actually look at the future and actually try to hope for something better. And I just want to encourage you today, no matter what you went through, as you stand at the beginning of 2022, I want to encourage you with the same three words, burn the ships, burn those boats. There's no going back. You can't go back to 2021. You can't go back to 2020. You can only go forward. And if you have to go forward, you might as well go forward in faith. Come on, somebody. It's time to believe God. It's time to get rid of the options. It's time to believe that God has greater for you than what you've come out of. In two years, they had conquered the Aztec people. Maybe it was time to burn the boats in your life and eliminate the backup plans. And if you have no idea what God wants to do in your life, now is the time to bombard heaven. Feel like maybe there's people here today and you're like, well, I don't wanna bother God. It doesn't bother God when we bug him. It bothers him when we don't. He likes to be bombarded. He likes to have us come before the throne of grace. He likes it. And I want to encourage you, if you have the courage to believe God and write something down for 2022, this vision will infuse you with courage to live it. It's a paradox. Because until you believe God for something, you'll find you won't have the courage to live it out. But the moment you decide to catch a vision from God and believe him for something, courage and faith will rise up in your life. It's time to receive it. It's time to write it. And it's time to live it and believe God that 2022 is going to be the greatest year of your life. Come on, somebody. We're going to worship the Lord. I want you to take this card that you received when you came in today. And if you didn't get one when you walked in, would you just raise your hand? We got some people that are going to run you one right now because I want everybody to have one. Just hold them up high until one of our Dream Team members comes and gives you a card. But for the rest of us, we're going to invite the worship team to come. And we're going to do things just a little bit different today because I want to encourage you. Listen. Don't let fear hold you back from God's best. Don't let fear keep you back from the promises of God. If you've never given your life to Jesus, you need to start there today. You need to surrender your life to Jesus. You need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You need a purpose in your heart to follow him for the rest of, if you'll give God one year of your life, friends, you won't recognize your life. You won't recognize your life. One year devoted to God will transform every arena of your life. 
And if you haven't given your life to Jesus, that should be the first line. Surrendering everything I am to Jesus. I'm giving God everything, all that I am, every area, holding nothing back. That should be number one. But friends, believe God. What do you want to see God do in your family? What do you want him to do in your marriage? What do you want him to do in your finances? What do you want to see God do in our church? Right these things down and let's believe God that we're not going backwards but we're going come on from strength to strength until we stand before God in Zion amen amen you with me we're gonna dream together all right let's worship and let's write these down and my wife's gonna come up and dismiss us at the end what are you turning to open the eyes of the blind there's no one like you, none like you. Into the darkness you shine, out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you, none like you. Come on, stand with us today. Sing this out, God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God, come on, sing it again, our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are Oh, 
so good. God, we thank you for this new year, this new opportunity to step into what you are calling us into, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you've done last year. And God, we look forward to all that you're going to be doing this new year. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, friends, grab those cards. Put those somewhere where you're going to see them. Hang them on your fridge. Put them on a mirror. Stick them in your Bible. We want you to look at those and remember those and look to what God has spoken to you and what your vision and goals are for this upcoming year, okay? So put those where you can see them. And then, friends, if you just made a decision to follow God, if you need prayer, if you want to take a next step towards God, we have our next step booth in the back of the foyer. We can pray for you. We have Bibles for you. We have following Jesus books for you. Any kind of resource you may need, we have people that are there ready to pray for you and talk with you. So make sure you stop by the next step booth on your way out. And be blessed as you go, friends. We have, uh, we're going to continue this series next week. So bring a friend, and we can't wait to see you next week.